Hello, I'm Keith, and this is my dad, Kerwin. Welcome back to Father and Son, a Star Wars podcast. Thank you for joining us once again. This is our review of the Book of Boba Fett, Chapter Four, <laughs> The Gathering Storm. All right, to the back to tank we go. Uh, it's another flashback and we see Boba is scouting out Jabba's palace. We're not sure why, but he realizes there are too many guards. Yeah. All right. So then Boba Fett actually encounters Fennec Shan, who like this picks up right after the Mandalorian season one, episode five. So Fennec Shand is still lying on Tatooine, injured. So Boba Fett, so Boba Fett picks up Fennec Shand and takes her to a mod parlor shop. And it's popular with people to add cybernetic parks to themselves. Right, for the young people, apparently, right? It's a, I guess it's uh, something that they like to do, you know. Guess it's a hot commodity. It's a hot commodity. Didn't know, t- you know, Tatooine was famous for this mod parlor, but um, Boba wanted to send Fennec to get her repairs. So he does run into this uh, um, repairman, mod technician, and then. Yeah, the modifier. Mm-hmm, the modifier. So the mod technician, like, repairs Fennec. And then Fennec recovers. There's some introductions involved, but we will get into that. So Boba tells Fennec his story, and then he asks her to help him recover the fire ship, which we know as Boba Fett's starship from the movies. So Boba and Fennec return to the palace on lookout. Fennec sends a probe to record the interior, how to get in, and count a number of guards. So Boba tells Fennec that after he gets the ship, he's going to find his armor, take out Big Fortuna, and claim Jabba's throne. He's tired of risking his life for people who hire him. Mm. Anyway, the probe returns with the blueprint, so they move it. Now this part is my favorite. They add her through the kitchen, <laughs> and there's a chef chopping salad and a sous chef boiling meat. So of course none of them make it too far past their past their introductions. And then this left droid appears, who is apparently the rat catcher. <laughs> they got a they got a rat problem there at the Yeah. So <laughs> the it, it's just ironic that a droid who's as small as the rat is supposed to be catching the rat. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just as fast as the rat. Who knows, right? Well, yeah, because it took a whole five minutes for Boba Fett to get the thing. Exactly, exactly. So the left droid, tell me more about this left droid. Yes, well, we've seen left droids before in the Clone Wars. One of them was the assistant to uh, New Bovindi from the Blue Shadow Virus trilogy. Mm -hmm. Although, really, the left droid here was nicer. Although he didn't say anything. Because that droid screamed. Let's talk about this kitchen scene a little bit. So we saw, right, we saw uh, a droid who has um, knives for hands, I guess, and he was chopping up lettuce or something, some type of uh, vegetable. And then we had the other sous chef, sous chef who was working, cooking the meat. Yeah, and the All sous right. chef resembles EV-99 from uh, 
in Jabba's palace. Right. I just think it's sort of funny that they're the same model working in the same place and they look similar. Yeah. But again, the fandom says that it isn't like they are the same. They may not be the same. Okay. And but, plus the subtitles say sous chef, not EV99. But you know, my thought was that maybe uh, you know, once Jabba passed on, that Bib maybe reorganize the, the 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 people in in the in the palace and gave them different positions so maybe this droid who used to be um, the supervisor for the other droids right because he was assigning maybe new jobs at the time well, it could have been right or he just could have been reassigned to the kitchen who knows you know he, we he's, don't. Got he's got multiple skills so anyway so we don't know so then yeah. the left droid yeah, the left droid shuts down, like starts crying and then shuts down. Well, so Boba catches the left droid, right? Yeah. And Boba picks up the droid and turns to him. He's like, Do you know who do you know who I am? I am Boba Fett. And the droid didn't care who he was. He was crying. He just wanted to be out of there and he just shut himself off. He was like, I am done. And he's out. <laughs> <laughs> he just drops him in a in a trash container. But anyway. Um, so it now wasn't that funny. it okay, it was you thought it was emotional, okay, but anyway, um, yeah, okay, that's fine. So they find the uh, they find the ship and Boba and FedEx try to escape, but mm -hmm. the uh, the, the guards actually catch them, so there's this fight scene between them, and eventually Boba Fett and FedEx Shad get into the ship and blast off. And the next thing that Boba does is look for his armor. So he goes into the Sarlacc. Well, before the Sarlacc, right? Remember he had a score to settle? Do you remember that part when he had to go back to the... Yeah, I remember. The okay. But didn't he do that after? No, that was before, actually. So one of the, one of the things yeah. he wanted to do, right? he wanted to have a score to settle, right? Yeah, with the Kentish Striders. Yes. So, of course, they, they didn't make it out of the seed. Yeah, well, because that was... Boba Fett just started drop bombing like <laughs> he just started blowing up the speeder bikes and it was epic. Yeah, that was actually my favorite part of the episode. Yeah, all of a sudden we see these Nikto bikers, right? And they're just riding through Tatooine. And then all of a sudden you see something like a speck of something in the sky just coming right after them. And all of a sudden you realize it's the fire spray. And Boba just wiped them all out. Right, just to get like, back, and the reason why, right? We want to just remind everyone that their Boba yeah, the feels that they are responsible. We think they are too, so they yeah, have something to do with. Because they left with. their logo. That's exactly right. They so have the something Kintish to do. The Striders are responsible for the uh, deaths of the Tuscan Raiders yes. in the last episode. Yes, exactly, exactly. So you know, Boba settled the score. All right, and then moved on to. Yeah, he moved on to the Sarlacc then. So he went into the Sarlacc looking for his armor, but it turns out the Sarlacc was alive. Hmm. So the the ship gets pulled down, but Fennec Shan thinks quick and releases a seismic charge, which blows up the Sarlacc and somehow does no damage to the fire spray. Well, that's true, right? But it does damage the Sarlacc. Yeah. So the Sarlacc is no longer. Now, what's interesting to me is. I guess Boba does not remember, you know, it must have been very stuff. traumatic at the time when he climbed out of the Sarlacc. He had his armor on, but his armor was, as we know, stripped from him by the Jawas. He probably doesn't remember that part. I think the, all he remembers is waking up and the Tuscans are the ones who are dragging him, you know, uh, from a Bantha 
and he becomes a part of their tribe. So he yeah, goes well, down. He passed out. Yeah. And then the Joseph is over then. Right. So that's probably why, because right. you don't know anything when you pass out. So he thinks his armor is still down in the Sarlacc pit, which it was not. And, yeah. you know, he went down there again, you know, and couldn't find anything. Yeah. All right. So there's this nice dialogue between Boba and Fennec. And Boba Fett says that he's tired of working for other people. And he's tired of his kind dying because of the idiocy of others. Yes. You know, can we stop there? Because I thought this was... I can a... relate. <laughs> okay. Really? This... I, I thought this dialogue scene... Well, there was uh, about three different dialogue scenes between Fennec and Boba. But this one was the best. really got my attention because when... You know, Boba said that he is tired of work for people who put his life in danger. He's referring to Jabba because Jabba, he worked primarily for Jabba the Hutt, yeah, right? And Jabba As a bounty just, hunter. just set him out on these missions right. carelessly. Like he could care less if Boba Fett returned. He's got other bounty hunters on the line. Right. And did, did Jabba even care about Boba's life? You know, did he understand that every mission that Boba goes on, Boba's life is in danger? Right. You no, know, it was all about, OK, just getting uh, whatever it is that Jabba needed and getting paid for it. But what Boba is saying that there there were so many lives that could have been spared, you know, from these missions. And it just takes me back, you know, real quick. I'm not going to go too far into uh, War of the Bounty Hunters because we talked about it. But um, you remember in War of the Bounty Hunters, the idea, the plan was for Jabba to deliver Han so- uh, Boba to deliver Han Solo to Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, but he loses him along the way. And, right. That entire series was him in danger. Exactly. And part of the danger was that Jabba thought Boba was double-crossing him, right? Because he was supposed to deliver Han Solo, and there was a delay to get back to Jabba's palace. So Jabba quickly thought, okay, well, he's trying to get out of the deal or something's going on. And then he decides to put a bounty on Boba. So now Boba is life, life is in danger because of Jabba has his bounty. Yeah, you know, he's it's like if you set foot in that palace, there's probably gonna be 20 people waiting to pounce on you. Right. And in the meantime, he still has to look for Han Solo. So right. So he's already under pressure. Why are you gonna try to put a bounty on it? Exactly. So a part of that. Now, if you didn't read the comic books, this is not something that's necessary that you needed to know to enjoy this episode, to follow this episode. But it's just an example, you know, when 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 Boba says, you know, he's tired of working for people who put his life in danger, that's an example of someone putting his life in danger, right? Well, yeah. Yeah, right. So I just wanted to bring that part up. So Jabba, um, you know, again, has put Boba on many missions. And then Boba decides he just doesn't want to do this anymore. Boba, uh, bounty hunting is not for him. And that he's not going to, you know, risk his life for other people. You know, it's time for him to, you know, um, tread his own path, you know, start an old path for him and create a family, which is what he's trying to do right now. Yeah. Right. And that's why he took Jabba's throne. Yep. But we are done with all of that and we're back to the present. Finally. All right. So Boba... Boba is now fully healed, apparently. So nice. okay, no I, more back I, to tank. Yeah, I guess this means no more flashbacks because we thought they ended the chapter in episode two, then we thought they ended it in three, 
and they've hopefully ended in four, but mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if I end up eating my words next yeah. time. Well, I, I don't think the flashbacks will end. He won't be in the back to tank, but he may still have flashbacks because when uh, he got out of the tank and the joy said that he was fully healed, that's physically, but emotionally, you know, he still has the scars, right? So that's going to take some time to because heal as well. Like, what about the scars on the inside? Exactly, right. So that's going to take some time to heal. Okay. Yes. So back to the present. They um they go back to Garza's sanctuary. Garza foot. This was exciting. Yes, but <laughs> Black Crescenton is apparently on a rampage. Not having a good day. Yeah, he's just like Yeah, he's he's at he's at the table and he's got a big mug in front of him and he's inebriated. You know, yes. and he's watching. For lack of a better term, he's watching these Trandoshans gamble and having such a good time, and and he's just mad at them. He just starts, he just starts going. Yeah, and then he, five minutes later, all you can see is Trandoshans on the floor. Yeah, and he has one left, like right in his grip. Uh-huh. And then Garza foot foot tries to stop him. Yeah, because she's like, you know, the glory days are over. The violence that was once celebrated is now frowned upon mm. you don't have to be like this you you don't have to you don't have to keep going after people and if you let this guy go i'm going to forgive your bar tab which is probably about like uh 200 credits hey can i good that you talked about this i want to talk about what um garza was saying to chrysanthemum because she was actually, I, I thought this was very good writing because what she was doing is giving a us backstory. people who don't know who Chrysanthemum is, his backstory, right? Yeah. So he was a gladiator and he fought a lot of matches and every match he fought, he won. He had thousands of people cheering him in the arena and he's a champion that has nothing left to prove, you know? So that she wanted to um, express that point to him and I thought that was very well done. And it was also interesting. Boba was in the sanctuary when this was happening. So he was hearing the story as well. So maybe he was hearing Chrysanthemum's backstory for the first time, just like most of us were. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, after all that. Of course, Black Chrysanthemum's like, are you serious? (laughs) And And the Trandosha just hits the floor. And loses a limb. You know, oh, well. And well, at least Chrysanthemum took care of his tab, right? So he didn't need anybody to pay off his debt yeah, for him. He had the money credit. and he walked out. Um, it was a, f- <laughs> I know the Trandoshan lost his limb, but it was still a very, you know, interesting, funny scene. Um, and poor Garza, you know, she just shrugged her shoulders like she tried and, you know, didn't work. Hit it, Max. <laughs> and she got Max to start the band up again. And then Boba meets up with Chrysanthemum outside and says, uh, "Looks, hey, mate, looks like you need a job. Now we got Chrysanthemum working for Boba. Yep. Pretty cool. All right. And he did what he should have because he really. muscle. Yeah. Yeah. You need somebody to be up over there like. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. One of those muscle. intimidating people. Who towers over you and stands there, ominously threatening you, but not saying anything verbally. Right. Rather, they stand over you with like this. Yes, yeah, just the presence of having this person standing right there who could do you harm. All right, the next scene. What happens in the next scene? So we're back at the palace. 
Yes, so Boba Fett meets with the head of the family, mm -hmm. the Trandoshan, the Aqualish, and the Clutunians. Mm -hmm. So they, he tells them that the Pike Syndicate is a threat and that he's trying to form an alliance, but nobody nobody really wants to do an alliance with them. Yeah. Yeah, they won't help him defeat the Pikes. So he asks them to remain neutral, mm -hmm. and the Pikes ask them to, to take care of him, that they don't do it. Exactly. So the, apparently, at least for the Trandoshans, they know that they, may, they have business with the Pikes, right? So that's how they get their supply of spice. So they don't want to interrupt anything that's going to take away the business from the Pikes, right? So what they're saying, the Trandoshans are saying is, well, we don't have any problems with the Pikes. The problem you're having with them is your business. Don't include us. Yes, yeah, so they're like, get, get me out of this. I, I'm not trying to get involved with the criminal syndicate. Right. And the other two families agree. So what Boba's saying, okay, well, if you're not going to side by, you know, side with me, I'm asking you to not take the Pike side and go against me. All right. So if you don't want to be a part of this war, don't do anything. Just be neutral. Right. And, um, you know, they were a little hesitant about this and upset. And then, you know, they didn't realize that they were sitting up right above the Rancor pit. And then the Rancor, you know, yeah, the said, Hello. came out at the right time. Right. Like, Right. And, scare and then that's the, the grid. Yeah. And everybody's like, ah! And that jump scare. And, and they do it. They, yeah. they had to do it. Right. Right. So that was, you know, Boba showing his muscle. Right. Okay. But so apparently they all agree that they're not going to do anything. They're not going to side with the Pikes. They're not going to get involved with Boba, Boba's war. Um, they leave the palace and head on home. And now it's back to Boba and Fennec. And they're talking about, you know, we're going to need more muscle. You know, yeah. do you have enough money? to pay someone or pay others to help us. And then guess what we hear? What do we hear? That, yep. that familiar theme. Are we gonna see Din Djarin next week? Hopefully. Oh man, that's gonna be Because episode awesome. five, we're past halfway through. Yes. All right. So. The Mandalorian theme, right? So. Din Djarin is coming. So I'm very excited about that. This was a good episode. I enjoyed this episode. I thought I had a lot of fun things. Yeah, a lot this, of, was, this um, was great. Yeah, a lot of, um, you know, good action, um, some funny moments, you know, some people might find it funny, but, you know, I thought there were some funny moments and people were in their element, you know, Chrysanthemum is going to do what Chrysanthemum does, you know, so he... He, he was great. And uh, Boba and Fennec, as usual, and Garza Flip, you know, just on point, you know, just trying to keep a good establishment. But, you know, hey, you know, it's hard trying to level with a Wookiee. Anything else? Uh, talk about no. With this episode? I think we're done. I think we covered it. That is it. That is our spoiler review. And, you know, Forgive me, I forgot to say this is a spoiler review, but I hope you know. By, <laughs> I hope you know by now that it is a spoiler review. But um, I have to do a better job of making sure that we tell uh, we tell our you know our viewers and listeners that this is a spoiler review. But thank you very much. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everybody's figured it out by now. I think so. Yeah. So it's in uh, the title. But we we recommend you see the episode if you've not already seen it. So this was this was this is fun. I like yep. this episode. I can't wait for chapter five. And speaking of which, we're also going to be doing a special episode in which we'll be reviewing the character study of Black Chrysanthemum. All right. That is coming up. We're looking yeah, forward to that. Yeah, that's coming out like very soon. Very soon. Okay. I'm not going to give you a date. Good. All right. <laughs> Where can people find us? Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, Amazon Music, 
Audible, Spreaker, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. And we are on YouTube. Please subscribe if you're not done so already. Spread the word. Uh, tell people about our podcast. Uh, we enjoy having feedback. So if please, if you could leave a comment on Apple or any of those other uh, streaming platforms, you can leave a comment. Those comments are very important to us. Yep. And we have a website. Yeah, fathersandgalaxy.com. All right. Again, let us know in the comments what you think would be a nice episode for us to do. All right. This was wonderful. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Until next time, take care, and we will see you again.